This is the Fade You Podcast. This is our Saturday, October 24th show. Happy birthday, Mom. Today's my mom's birthday. And my name is Matthew James. Nice. Joined on the pod tonight by, you know him as our French idiot. You may know him as Chris Duke. I know him as our chief sanitation officer. A lot of shitty lines out there tomorrow, big boy. Oh, yeah. It should be called fucking like our boy Chris Felica said, Manure Saturday. Dig through <laughs> it, baby. Manure Saturday. Uh, the Big Ten is back. There's about 100 fucking college games. We're going to do our best to pick and choose the right ones for you guys to make you some money today. So let's go back, Chris, to the ones we talked about and tweeted out the other day. Uh, I want to tell you what those lines have done since then, whether or not people can still grab them and hop on board with us. So we posted four games the other day, and these are um, – these are games featuring ranked opponents. So we were we were liking these earlier this week. Maybe can you tell people why we focus on these and what it is about two games between ranked teams that gets our attention? Yeah, so usually the mindset is is that well, I mean, a lot of people love to take favorites, um, especially at home and ranked favorites. The problem is when they see two ranked teams and they see a team laying I mean it can be anything from just a field goal like in the Oklahoma State game this week or all the way up to just like uh, you know Clemson was doing against Miami a couple weeks ago and North Carolina is doing today up over two touchdowns they they really lean towards taking the points with that other ranked team on the road and uh, uh, shout out to our boy Josh Applebaum he has pointed out a trend that's been very lucrative about 60 percent maybe 59 over the last decade or so, maybe even going back to two, that early 2000s, it's you got to take those home teams laying the points. The home team at home really does. It's a, not always a fade the trendy dog roll, but more often than not, a lot of people are inclined to take the team because they've got a ranked number next to them. And so it's, it's a nice spot for them. And it's been really lucrative for us the last few weeks. We've been posting them. And uh, they went, they went great, just like Clemson did. They beat the shit out of Miami. So, and we're hoping to get it this Saturday too. Georgia, Alabama would have been another good example of that last week. Yeah, um, where that was a weird one too, because you had the Nick Saban news, and that line moved, and people started grabbing Georgia. I think the line went all the way down to three or four. We had posted Bama minus six early in the week, and uh, that got home easily in the second half as Bama just rolled. So that's exactly what you're talking about. You're people see, Oh my God, George is really good. And they're catching, they're catching points again. Six. I have to take that. Right. I have to take the points with a really good team. Not so fast. Like you're saying. So a, a good example of this for today is you've got ranked NC state against ranked UNC two ranked teams. Chris, how can UNC possibly be laying 15 Exactly. I mean, I think that actually that line came down, didn't it, Matthew? I think it came down from 16 and a half or 17. So we've seen the public uh, already jump on uh, North Carolina State. And I think it, uh, it was a 70% clip, but now it's down to maybe 60 something. But Yeah, it's about 60-40 on the action there. 
Yeah, absolutely. So we know it's they're doing exactly what we said. I think uh, there's a little maybe sharp action thinking probably how on earth can North Carolina cover this big of a number after getting their ass kicked uh, against Florida State last week. We love it. This is classic fade you. We were all over. I even sprinkled money line last week on Florida State. We we're all over them uh, catching those points at home. Now we're going to be after fading North Carolina. We'll go ahead and take them because it's a what-the-fuck line. Why are they laying so much? Let's go ahead and lay it. And that's the trap right there is that people are going to see, oh, my God, I've got a ranked team in a rivalry game getting 15 points. Yes, please, give me that. So not a super square dog. Like we said, the action's only 60-40, but we are going to take the Tar Heels after being off them last week. What you got to do is a better. You got to know the right spots to jump off a team and then don't be afraid to get right back on the next week. We did this in the NFL with the Buccaneers a couple weeks ago. We faded them on that Thursday night game at Chicago. They were getting a ton of ton of love. And then after they lost, predictably, everyone bailed on them against Green Bay, and we were on them. So that's a good lesson for you guys out there that might be new at, at betting is some people are going to tell you to just ride a team the whole season and see if you can go – eight and seven ATS or whatever. And you just got to know when to, when to jump on and when to jump off and, and just kind of how to follow the market on teams when they bail on them, when they get overvalued, buy them when they're low. That's, that's pretty much what we're all about here, Chris. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know if this, I don't know if we're buying low on North Carolina. I don't know if they would have whipped Florida's ass, Florida state's ass last week. I don't know what it would be. Maybe it would be, 18 to 20 and we'd have to lay more so maybe it is a buy low but uh, I know NC State's looked pretty decent uh, I know people are probably a little bit happy with their performance recently and they've gotten some wins so I'm sure that's that's why people are gonna want to run and you know they're four and one and they got a, a nice win against Duke although Duke's down so and they got lucky to cover that. And then they beat a Virginia team that's not too good. And they squeaked. But so they're, they're on three wins. You got to be careful of those teams that rattle off three wins and uh, are getting points against a team that just got beat by a, by a team that they were uh, supposed to win by two touchdowns. Definitely. Now, we played that one at uh, 15 and a half earlier in the week. It's sitting at 15 right now. Honestly, you can jump on that with us. Anything under 17, you're, you're going to be just fine. So uh, we'll take the heels there. Let's run through these other three that we had already posted. Kind of the same line of thinking. We want to be on the teams uh, at home in these in these battles of ranked teams. Uh, typically, the road team is going to be catching points. That's the trap. Avoid that. Uh, we're on SMU minus two and a half. Uh, that's a pretty split action game since against Cincinnati. Uh, Chris, you got anything on that one, or is it just kind of that same system play? Yeah, same system play. Uh, actually, it was something you like to see, and I don't know how many people use this, but it's a great tool that Matt and I like to use. Um, you know, shout out to Streak for the Cash for giving teams that are, are ranked or, or not, or they're catching points or laying points, and they always make them pick them games, which is fun because it shows you how many people think our team that's laying seven is going to win outright, and it's usually like 99% of the public. And the team leads you to think, well, maybe I should take the six or seven with this dog if everyone thinks they're going to win. So I think what's cool is a lot of people are taking Cincy outright to win 
but yet SMU is the favorite. So you like to be kind of, it's almost like a baby contrarian uh, play there to the favorite, which is cool. Yeah, that is a great, that is actually a great tool. Uh, yeah, I see right now you got number nine, Cincinnati, you got number 16, SMU. SMU is favored, yet streak for the cash is 75% on the Bearcats. So that's exactly what Chris is talking about. Um, use all those tools that are just, you know, dumb people clicking buttons on their phone. And you can really get a good gauge of where the public's at on a game for sure. Uh, this next one is probably a similar situation. We have uh, we played Oklahoma State minus three and a half early in the week. And Chris, that has actually come down to minus three. So people who didn't lay that number with us early in the week can actually get a better number now. But you like the pokes against Iowa State. Yeah, and it's kind of a public play. Um, but with these, you can't be too afraid. This is the one time when I'm okay to go public just because um, I know people – I even heard a couple of people mention it on, on VSIN today that they liked Iowa State. And I'm sure I wouldn't be shocked if Dan maybe even comes in with an Iowa State trying to get cute and saying, oh, I'll take a this ranked team catching the hook. So yep. you just got to be careful of that, overthinking, and people thinking, oh, oh how, uh, you know, Sorry, Oklahoma State's due for a little letdown with the, their hot start. But I really like their coach. And I was mentioning to a buddy a year ago, they're always – Oklahoma State is always an 8, 9, 10-win football team. They're always legit. They're never down. They're never a 4-win four, four team. They're always got a good squad and play tough. So we like to, to take them tomorrow. Gundy cock. Gundy, baby. And show us that hairpiece. Oh, yeah, that's a beautiful mullet. <laughs> he is a man. Um, next one is a little bit different because uh, it's actually a home dog situation, but we do have two ranked teams in the Big Ten. And I, Chris, I will admit, maybe you can quell my fears on this a little bit. This is the first game for each of these teams. It's Big Ten. It's a big marquee game. It's Michigan, Minnesota. We actually played Minnesota plus three early in the week. And it looks like uh, you can actually get Minnesota plus three and a half a lot of places now. So Big Ten, first game of the season. We don't really know what we're going to get, but we still like the home team in this battle of ranked teams. Yeah, absolutely. Minnesota, people forget how tough Minnesota was last year. Kind of a, a shocker in the Big Ten last year coming out and playing well. Their coach is really great. I like the way he plays. He's not a kicking us for losers type of guy who um, he'll take it to you. They've got a returning uh, wide receiver who's just legit, uh, one of the best in the Big Ten. Their quarterback's back. And uh, Michigan, we know how Harbaugh is against ranked teams and then big games. It doesn't, doesn't show up. And you know what? We can't go off the years past. We know that has nothing to do with these games. But um, history tends to repeat itself. So we'll go ahead and we'll take a well-coached Minnesota team catching some. And uh, you know a lot of the public, they're just going to run. They're Michigan fans. They love their blue, and they'll go against the, the Gophers. Yeah, I would think the Michigan, the public will come in on Michigan tomorrow. Action looks pretty split right now. But, I mean, you know Michigan is one of those big marquee blue blood programs that the public is just going to run to bet. So uh, th those are the ones we played early in the week, and I know you've been looking all week since then. So what uh, what is – Calling on your, your little cock there <laughs> on the rest of the slate. I've got a few that I'm just looking at that seem a little lopsided in that I, you know, you kind of got to look and see 
what would our our trusty den bet and and you know he just got to think what he would do we have a little saying in our group harness den and then block it and, and fade it so uh i'm looking at i'm i'm pretty sure i'll get a text in the morning before the 12 30 game uh pacific time uh that penn state he'll want to lay the under the touchdown with penn state we'll go ahead and take the hoosiers hopefully they lose by a field goal or win outright against the team i mean this line i'm gonna for sure put on my gas mask and maybe not even watch it and just check the final score. Um, but we'll take the Hoosiers catching the six with a huge lopsided ticket count on Penn State tomorrow. Yeah, to your point, that's going to be a big – I mean, quite frankly, Dennis could be on half the favorites in the Big Ten tomorrow, and it wouldn't surprise me. You're going to see these teams with the number next to them ranked. And – like you said, I only get to lay less than a touchdown with Penn State. Oh, my God. Free money, right, Chris? Free money, Indiana. Who's Indiana? Penn State's a yeah. football school. Indiana's a basketball school, right? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> uh, what else are you looking at? I know you've um, sent me some other ones throughout the week that you maybe were considering. You know, one I, I've come to love a little bit more, especially because I've got a, a square buddy I went to high school with, and he – we watched games with them earlier. Uh, me and uh, the Freck God uh, watched BYU with them last year. He loves to lay points. And he said, why is Bama only 18 or 19? And the line might have went up a tad. It's, I'm seeing 21, 21 and a half. Everyone's going to be all over Alabama. We mentioned it last week. They beat Georgia. Prime time. Huge comeback. Volunteers have looked like absolute shit the last two weeks. They're on an, an L2 and they're catching over three touchdowns. There's something about I remember being in Laughlin, Nevada one year, and I think volunteers were like 30-point dogs, and they almost won outright. They just love to, to play up when Bama comes to town. I'll take over if this if this is in 21 and a half. We'll give you guys the best line, hopefully. But uh, huge action all over Bama. We'll probably take the volunteers. Really, like Matt said, buy low on these teams. I like to take the, the volunteers. That one right there has Bama first quarter, first half full from Dan all over it. I'd be, I'd be oh, quite frankly beside myself if he didn't come in large on Alabama every which way. Every which way. And then you got Tennessee tied at the first quarter. He loses down by seven <laughs> yeah. after the half. He loses <laughs> and win by 14 after the full. He loses. <laughs> yeah, that's that sounds about right. Uh, any other ones? There's so only, yeah, a like 100, only 100 other games. Right. There's 100 games. Just to just pick the sharp ones, Chris. You know, there's not too many. <laughs> uh, I'd say I'm going to go with, uh, you know, a little off the board here, one that people might not be looking at, which, again, like Matt said, you guys got to use every every tool you can, and you got to use every conference you can. So many people just want to bet these, these high market games, which is great. If you're going to be like Josh Applebaum and bet contrarian, you're going to want to bet the game we just talked about because everyone's going to want to bet that Bama game. So go ahead and take the dog. Everyone's going to want to bet the Penn State game. It's it's going to be on ABC or ESPN. I'm going to go to FAU. Okay, so Marshall's looked really great. They've been unranked. They've won a few in a row. Now all of a sudden they're ranked 25 in the nation. We love when a team pops in the top 25 and now they're overvalued. They're team who really would just love nothing more than to go into Marshall and beat them. But look, they're catching 16. You're telling me 
they can lose by two touchdowns and we cover. So I'll take a hard look at that. I'd suggest that. I feel like Marshall's a team that's been cashing for a lot of people lately. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Again, that's what, that's what uh, kind of leads me to say, like I said, it should maybe only be minus 12 or 13 in this spot and you're getting extra value. Did you have any other ones? Cause there's one I want to ask you about, and I don't know if you thought about it at all, but I really want your opinion on it. But did you have any others? I know you were talking about Georgia Southern. Yes, I was just going to go over that. That too. The Chanticleers are now ranked also, I think, which is something you'd never think you'd see, even though they're a really tough program. Um, We were even saying it's tough to fade them. They whooped Kansas's ass. Um, They they beat the shit out of Arc State, even though Arc State was favored after coming off that win against K-State. They had some COVID issues, but – and that served them wrong because – Coastal Carolina beat them too. But yeah, the uh the Coastal Carolina, it was six and a half. I mentioned it to you earlier, and I was hoping maybe it would get to seven. Um, we waited too long. It looks like it ticked down to six, five and a half. The sharps hit it. Um, they beat us to the punch. But I'd still this has field goal game written all over it. I'll still say go ahead. 70% of the action looking like on Coastal Carolina. We love once a team wins a few in a row. And everyone says, man, this team looks so good. All they got to do is win by a touchdown again. Um, don't forget, Georgia Southern is really tough, too. And uh, uh, they're they're going to want to go in there and beat them, just like we said, um, you know, FAU's going to want to do. So I'm going to take a look at that, too. And this is a good one to bring up because you did kind of have your eye on this one earlier in the week, but we were kind of waiting to see what the line would do. And it got hit by the Sharps. It moved against us. Yeah, we would have loved seven, but it's gone the other way. So maybe talk for a second, Chris, about how you how you start to come around on a game if you missed the best number. Yes, of course, we try to post numbers that we want to play early in the week, but you're never going to be able to catch all of them, especially in college football when there's a million conferences and a thousand games being played. So when you do miss that best number, do you still find yourself coming around to it anyway, thinking, okay, a line move towards the dog, I'm still probably on the right side, even though I'm not getting that key number anymore. Yeah. I mean, six and a half, isn't that key of a number? Um, it is, but in, in college, it's not as key as, as pros where pros that can score a touch and it's over, you know, in college, you've got the back and forth where they each get to touch the ball. Um, so I still think five and a half or six, if you can catch that, that's fine because you're hoping anyways, for an outright win if you're taking a six-point dog and you're also saying, well, shit, they lose by three, I I cover easily. So I'd still take a look at that if you want. Like we say, we always say, if you want to be patient, let Coastal Carolina go up by a touch, take it live and get seven and a half or eight and go ahead. Um, These are just things that we're going to say, this is where we lean. And so we might even do such a thing. A lot of Sharps do do 70% of their bets live wager they wait for that value so if you want to wait for it go ahead um but there's still going to be value yeah with the dog because uh, you love to see that that movement go your way and something else you mentioned there too is that if you're taking a dog at six and a half six five and a half five four and a half if you're taking a dog under a, a touchdown you want to be putting some of your bankroll not a lot but put a little bit on the money line too uh if you're taking a short dog like that you're probably thinking that they have a chance to win. So you really should be putting some on the money line, get that nice payout. Um, would you agree with that, Chris? Yeah. 
Yeah, a little bit. If you're if you're getting plus, you know, one seventy five or whatever, or two hundred, and you go on, do you know, if you're a hundred dollar better and you want to sprinkle twenty five or or thirty five on the money line and try to get fifty or, or seventy out of it, then that's fine. Because if you if you win your spread, say you do a hundred on your spread and they cover, but they don't win, then you're still gonna come out positive units. That's the whole goal of it to come out positive. That's the name of the game right there. Now, the one I wanted to ask you about was uh, your old neck of the woods. The Mountain West is also back tomorrow. Fresno State hosting Hawaii. What do you think? Oh, yeah. Some late action. I, I think I saw what's crazy is I, what line are you seeing? Because I think I saw a sharp move up to Fresno early. But I'm seeing like maybe they bought back in their Let's see. Like two and a half or three right now. I think uh, they might have bought back on Hawaii. Yeah, it I looks like. Hate, and I'm, I'm assuming you have both. What's the line you're seeing? It looks like this has gone back and forth a little bit from. Yeah. It looks like it went from Fresno State four and a half down to three and a half, back up to four, down to three. And even hit two and a half, and now it's back up to three. So yeah, right so, now it's in a Fresno State minus three. Yeah, so some of those those ones are wild. I, I usually, if I see all that action, which is kind of what you saw in last night's Thursday night football game with Eagles and Giants, you kind of yeah. saw it just bouncing back, go up to four and a half, five, back down to three and a half, and you just it's tough to pinpoint who which sharp group is is better. Obviously, we always lean towards taking the road division dogs in those, in those primetime roles. You know, this is a super small market game. Nobody's um, besides maybe people that go to Hawaii or Fresno are going to really tune into this. But uh, ever since my days of attending Fresno state, I've always advised against laying points with the bulldogs when they're <laughs> catching points, like they were against SC last year and they covered that's always wise, but uh I just don't like laying it. It looks like it's a really lopsided ticket count though right now for Fresno State. So probably scary. not. Yeah, probably not one will bet, but still a fun one for a couple guys that well, you spent some time at Fresno. I had a I had a cup of coffee at Fresno State, but that's <laughs> another story for another day. All right. Uh really good college roundup there from the plays that we did earlier in the week. Uh, a couple ones that we have on our eye on tomorrow. You're probably if you're listening to this Saturday morning make sure your tweet notifications on we're going to blast out everything we're playing and we're definitely going to hear from dennis probably hopefully chris fucking guy hopefully around 8 15 8 30 not 8 58 yeah exactly yeah tell him tell him you're busy from 8 30 to 9 and just send his plays so keep an eye out for dennis yeah keep an eye out i'll text him make sure they're in early give you guys obviously if you're in uh, central time or eastern time you'll you know you'll you'll already be up it'll be 10 30 or 11 30 your time but uh, all those pacific time guys get your ass up by 8 30 get our texts get our alerts and uh make sure you get those fades in because he's been on an unbelievably poor stretch here in september october and uh, you'd make a lot of money absolutely all right, we're going to take a quick break, come right back, and then we'll, uh, we'll switch to Sundays. We'll talk a little NFL. All right, Chris, so we actually played a few NFL games earlier in the week, too. I want to talk about those first, 
and then get into the rest of the slate and what else we've been looking at since we last really we haven't you and I haven't talked to a lot of NFL this week. So we've got to figure out our circuit contest plays too. Now we played the Carolina Panthers at seven and a half early in the week. And that has come down to seven a little bit. And uh, I think people are betting Carolina because the saints have some pretty uh, sketchy injury. Michael Thomas was supposed to be back this week and then tweaked his hamstring. And then they had to put their other receiver, Emmanuel Sanders on the COVID list. So the saints are dealing with uh, a little bit of a thin wide receiver core. And you really want to be able to exploit Carolina's pass defense. And will they be able to do that with some no-name receivers? That line's come down to seven. We feel great about having that at seven and a half. I feel like that's one that's going to get real strong consideration for us to play in the contest. Absolutely. What's the, did the contest line end up doing uh, seven and a half for us? Let me check on that. And I know you love your division dogs. And yeah, we do get the hook. We actually get seven and a half. Division dogs. Yeah, I mean, and the NFC stuff, you guys got to. Yeah. And you got to keep an eye on these uh, certain road division dogs, especially in the NFC South. It seems like they play them tough. You saw Atlanta last year. I think they were 13 point dogs. They went in and almost beat, um, or actually, they might have beaten them outright, the Saints. Uh, in New Orleans, and uh, I know my buddy Riley Freck, our nurse, we were all over Carolina last year. I think they were catching double digits in New Orleans last year and made it close. I think they lost on a last-second field goal. So these teams like to play tough. They like to show up. They know who they're playing. And, uh, yeah, we'll take a strong look, especially when they're catching about a touchdown or, or over that. Teddy Bridgewater is an underdog. Very good, ATS. Very good. I want to say he's like 18 and four, 18 and six. ATS's dog is a starter or something like that. If, uh, you're not taking Teddy Bridgewater as an underdog. You're not making money because all he does is cover no matter who he was with, with the Saints last year and uh, with Carolina this year. Looks like split action on the game, but you know the Saints are going to be in a ton of teasers uh, with that line being around a touchdown. Another team that will be in a lot of teasers are the L.A. Chargers. And we played Jacksonville at plus 8.5 early in the week. It looks like that has come down to 7.5. That's also the contest line. Uh, Chargers, again, will be in a lot of money line parlays and teasers. Although the, uh, the spread action looks a little bit split. I feel a little less great about Jacksonville now, just as the week has gone on since we posted that on Monday. Now, now that it's Saturday, I'm like, ah, we really, we really bet on the Jags, but that's, that's kind of what you have to do. Sometimes you got to just hold your nose and take a really ugly dog. And when you think the line's too high and it's too many points, look at it, look at the giants last night, kind of the same thing. Sometimes you got to do that. Absolutely, You got to do it. And, uh, you know, I know people are saying, man, the chargers look good. Their last game they played, they almost beat the saints. And uh, we know how the Jags have been playing. So, um, but again, uh, we've seen, you know, Minshew magic when he's been a dog, he's really tough. Uh, you don't want to take the Jags as a favorite, but uh, you got to like him as a, as a big road dog. We, over the last couple of years, you do not want to lay with the Chargers. They still have Lance Lynn as their coach, I was saying, and, and uh, they're not huge at covering when they're laying uh, a lot of points. Yeah, you said Lance. With no. You said Lance Lynn. 
That's the that's Sorry. the fat that's the fat Rangers pitcher. <laughs> Sorry, Coach Land. Is it Anthony? <laughs> Our boy Anthony. Yeah. And and to your point, like if you're laying seven, seven and a half, eight with the Chargers, you have to be thinking in your mind. This Anthony Lynn coach team off a of bye could just completely come out and fall on their face, especially against a Jacksonville team that I don't think they've covered in over a month. I think they covered weeks exactly. one and two, and they have not covered since, and it's week seven now. I'm seeing the Jets got bet down hard, too. I think people are, are selling, uh, at least the Sharps are selling the Bills, and if Darnold's back, they're buying the Jets. You got to that for sure. You need to grab every – which thing you need to do to cover you from the manure and the shit you're going to be swimming in. But uh, if you have the balls and you're going to need elephantitis of the balls to bet the Jets catching double digits, then uh, you're going to be on the sharp. You're going to be with the sharps. You're going to be with the book. You know, you're going to be with John Murray and all these people that are going to be praying till the cows come home that uh, these teams cover. So we always want to be on those sides. Yeah, I mean, the Bills are a little banged up. I, I assume with Sam Darnold being questionable, that was enough reason for people to grab the big number, and that's why you saw that go from – Did that get, how high did that get? Did that get up to 13? I think or, so. Or Maybe 12. 13 and a half for a second. Yeah, and, and a, good indicator a, that, a good indicator that it's going to be the sharp side too. Sharp when, the, side. when the Circa contest lines came out on Thursday – this contest line is 11 and a half. So you, that's kind of forecasting that they expect sharps to hit that number and that that'll be pretty close to the closing line. So you're right. I don't know how many sharp, like truly sharp guys are going to be running into the window to bet the jets, but uh, this could finally be the week, the jets and the Cowboys, two teams that haven't covered yet. Uh, The other game that we, now, now we did not touch that game. Um, the one other one that we did blast out earlier in the week, and this, this boy, this one has been in the news and kind of going back and forth and a lot of uncertainty here. We played the Raiders at plus three. Um, we just wanted to make sure we got the three. We thought the Sharps would come in and that might close around two and a half. Uh, we've seen the Raiders be really scrappy against good teams. They, they beat the saints outright on Monday night football in a big primetime home spot. I think that was week two. Uh, what's the last thing we saw the Buccaneers do, Chris? Get their fucking destroyed the Packers baby. Exactly. And so that's why we want to be selling the bucks at this extremely high value. You've got about 65% on the bucks right now. Raiders are a really good contrarian home dog, but their whole offensive line got sent home because of COVID concerns. Now that's not ideal. Uh, they're definitely not going to have the big boy, Trent Brown. They may get those other guys in the game, but I, without practice, I don't know. I feel definitely like I want to pass this game now, but we're already locked in our Raiders plus three. That line probably on the news about the Raiders and their COVID situation. It's bucks minus four now. If you want to be with us, you can get a better number. Chris, do you feel less sure about this one now? Or it's definitely not one I want to put in the contest, even though we get the hook. I just think there's too much uncertainty around this game now. I think it's going to get played. 
Uh, shoot, it may even get pushed back till Monday or Tuesday. We'll see. But if you're holding a a, a Raiders plus three ticket, or do you still feel okay about it? Yeah, I mean, you got to feel okay. You know, the whole narrative is going to be the Raiders are all fucked up with all that shit that's going on. Uh, I know Gruden announced that he thinks four out of the five linemen are going to be back this this week, so they're going to be okay. You know, he's going to have them, uh, you know, rallying to beat this team that's coming in, especially after that huge win the Bucks had last week. You know, you got to look at these things. To Back to the Bills-Jets uh, game, Matt, you love to look at these look-ahead spots, and uh, something you got to look at is, they are hosting New England yeah. the next week there, which is they would love to destroy New England. And so, um, you know, they're going to be maybe want to get in, go down, go over to New York, just get in and get out, maybe win by three, win by seven, and um, host the Bill Belichick and the Patriots the next week. And then you got to think that the public's just going to be all over the Bucks hearing about all this COVID news. And what did we hear about last time with the COVID news with the Titans? Oh, they're all sick. They haven't practiced in two weeks. What do they do? They beat the Bills' ass on Tuesday night on prime time. So you got to be careful with all these these COVID narratives. The only thing I would say to that is uh, how the Patriots do last week off coming off of their COVID issues. Yeah, very true. Yeah, yeah. You got to you got to keep an open mind because it's not always going to hold true. Uh, you got to you know stay sharp with that. And going back to the Bills for a second. You know, I, I could go one of two ways with this. I, I could buy into your narrative that their Super Bowl is next week playing New England. That, that's their biggest game of the season so far. But on the other hand, they've looked really bad for two straight. They, lo- they lose at Tennessee in that game that you just referred to with the Titans coming off the layoff. And they looked really bad in that game. And they didn't look very good last week against Kansas City in that loss. And now they get to play. It just see. It feels like a get right smash spot, where they get to play the worst team in the league. They're pissed off. They've lost two in a row, and they want to just go out and wallop this team thirty-seven to ten or something like that. I don't. But and then I could see it being a look ahead spot too, and the Jets kind of just do enough to lose by nine or ten. So I could go either way with this one. I. I have no desire to bet this game, but like you said, yeah, like you said, like you said, it's not probably not going to be in our contest. No. no. And uh, we're probably not going to run to the window and bet it, but uh, what, who do you think may bet that game, Matt? Say one word. Does his name rhyme with tennis? <laughs> yeah. Ding, ding, ding. You know, Dennis <laughs> is going to be all over the bills. So, We'll see. Obviously, we got to fade him if he comes in and texts me there um, about the Bills first quarter, first half, and full. We'll be all over the Jets, and we'll hold our nose and pray that, that they can come out with one. Oh, my God. Lord, give me strength. Okay, I want to ask you about a couple more because these are two that I've come around to a little bit, and I normally don't think this way, but I'm looking at two road division favorites which is unlike me, but hear me out. Cleveland just got their clocks cleaned last week by the Steelers. I think the Browns are the the kind of team that can't hang with better competition, like Baltimore, like Pittsburgh, Kansas City. 
I think they're going to really look bad against those teams. And we've seen that happen this season. They got waxed by Baltimore week one and they got taken to school by the, the older brother Steelers last week. But I think this Cleveland team is good enough to be able to dominate really bad teams. We saw this against Washington. The last time we saw them play the Bengals, they had no problem moving the ball whatsoever. They got backdoored. They probably should have covered that game. Uh, but the Bengals were like five for five in the red zone and, and matched them touchdown for touchdown. So since he's got a couple injuries on defense, they don't have Joe Mixon. How are they going to be able to run the ball? Bernard is whatever. It's really going to take a heroic effort from Joe Burrow to cover this number, I think. I think this is similar to what I just said about the Bills. I think this could be a get-right spot for the Brownies to bounce back after just getting dominated last week. What do you think? Yeah, I like that. Uh, uh, For sure. I mean, you got to think the Bengals last week, I mean, they were destroying the Colts. I mean, they – they were killing them. I mean, they basically, they won that game. I think it was 20, 21, nothing, right? Yeah. Or even 24, nothing. It was ridiculous. And they ended up losing by three or four. They covered the spread, but I mean, that's a win for the Bengals. I mean, they were over a touchdown dog and they, they almost won outright. So, I mean, you got to think that that took all and every single ounce of energy for them. And then, you know, if you want to go with the narrative that those teams that are underdogs that give their all, against the team they just come out a little flat a little deflated and like you said the Browns are just going to be pissed that they got their asses kicked by their older stepbrother uh you know the Steelers just took it to them so yeah I like that it's not the squarest of sides I don't think I mean I'm seeing like 55 45 something like that so you gotta love when you're on a team that's laying points that's not just getting absolutely hammered by the public yeah so I like that call by you yeah, it's it's not like the Green Bay game this week where everybody in a similar spot, like the Packers got they got the shit kicked out of them last week too. And they're back on the road and people are expecting the bounce back and they're getting like 75 80. You got the Westgate with a 10 to 1 ticket count on the Packers over the Texas. So it's not the the Bengals one is not that lopsided. I don't think that's going to be a super highly bet game. So I don't mind being on that. Now here's another one for you. Uh, this has been flexed into Sunday night uh, because the Raiders and the Bucks were flexed out. Seattle, Arizona. Um, this one is interesting because you have one team who played on Monday night last week and you have another team coming off a bye. That seems advantageous. You also have what did we last see Arizona do, Chris? Demolish the Cowboys. Embarrassed. Embarrass them. And every single person saw it on Monday Night Football. Now, let me tell you who the Cardinals have beat this season. Okay? And you tell me if, how many of these teams are any good. Dallas. New Poop. York Jets. Poop. Washington. Poop. San Francisco. Uh, better than poop. Better than poop, but they always play the Niners tough, right? Yeah. Now, they play the Seahawks tough a lot, too. I, I will give them that, but Russell Wilson's really good. And we've seen Kyler Murray look really good, but I just Lombardi. told you. Yeah. We, I mean, our boy Mike Lombardi even said that his numbers 
really point towards Arizona. He would even have them favored by a point or two in this game. And uh, that's shocking, but a lot of sharps probably do. And I think that's why the game is staying at three and a half. You haven't seen it move off that, even though the public's going to be all over Seattle. Um, but some games you can't be afraid to be with the public. And this is one we might be on. Um, I think Lombardi's staying away just because he, his numbers say it, but like us, we just, it's just so damn hard to fade, you know, Russell and that, that Seattle offense. They're just so, so tough and they could be down by, by three and come down and score a touchdown and end up covering that spread. So, you know, we'll keep an eye on that. Um, I don't know if you'll want it to be our contest and play. He'll be all over Seattle. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we might have to hope for the home dog there. Well, here's why it's so hard to bet against Seattle and why they're so likely to be able to win by a touchdown. You look at red zone percentage, the percentage of red zone trips in which you score touchdowns. Seattle is 89%. They get down in the red zone. They fucking score. They don't get three. If you have the Seahawks (laughs) kicker in fantasy, then you're a dumbass. Because they don't kick field goals. So that's why it's such a hard team to bet against. Now, here's the thing. Arizona is 80%. They're they're the second best team in football, too. So my... Like you said, though, who have they played? (laughs) Yeah. No, that's that's true. Because when you look at red zone defense, I bet we're going to see a few of those teams down at the bottom in terms of how generous they are when teams get in the red zone. So, yeah, that's probably true. Especially the Cowboys. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I mean, just, you got to think, Matt. The Seattle Seahawks, with the way they run the ball, they 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 do not turn it over. Russell Wilson does not turn it over. They're not going to get two interceptions and two fumble recoveries like they did on Monday night. I mean, that's basically where they generated all their their points. And like you said, the Cowboys are the worst at giving up points off turnovers. So yeah, oh. here's 28 free ones. Yeah, uh, you know, Cardinals. So. That's yeah, not gonna happen. It it just feels like a game to me that Arizona has looked awesome against very bad teams. And to be quite honest with you, they have not looked awesome against some not so great teams either. They lost at, as a favorite to Detroit. They lost as a favorite to Carolina. So let's not overrate the Cardinals. Like I'm pretty confident Seattle's one of the best teams in football. Yeah, they can't stop people. But they just had a buy. Maybe they get a couple things fixed. I don't know. Um, mm. the, my, the, the rational part of my brain wants to just pass. But the part of my brain thinks that Seattle is a good – I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do with this one. But we'll see. If that line gets down to three, I'll, I'll be really surprised. I feel like that's going to stay at three and a half. Uh, what other games do you want to talk about? I know the Pittsburgh-Tennessee one is, is pretty weird. Uh, the Green Bay Houston one is tough. Yeah. What do, you, um, what do you think? What do you want to consider for the contest? I'm looking. Uh, I know our boy. We just added him to our fade you uh, chat. Um, he's really good. He's a Niner fan, and he just loves to cap those games. He's been great at it this week or this whole year. He says he's six and zero. You know, he, just like we we like to handicap our own teams. We know when there's flat spots, and we know when they're going to play up to the competition and uh he loves new england in this one i can't uh disagree with them i like this spot back-to-back losses i think they'll come out pretty good san francisco going across uh country it's going to be tough you know new england does not want to drop three in a row and get that far behind 
you know, the Dolphins and the, the Bills in that division. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I'm going to take a hard look. We're not getting as good of a number now. We are uh, on in the contest. I'm going to take a hard look at Denver. It's tough because they are coming off a big win on the road, but you also got to look that everybody and their mom uh, loves to bet Kansas City. They just saw them go to Buffalo, beat their ass, and they're going to want to just lay all the wood on them. This has Kansas City by seven all over it. We love Denver in mile high. It's tough to go there. The Chiefs have always had a tough time going there because Denver seems to play up and want to knock those uh, those teams off. So I'll be looking at those. And, uh, yeah, like you said, Matt, the Texans, I mean, this has – I've been holding my nose – and waiting to see if it'll tick up to four because you got 75% on the, I just, it's crazy that that line hasn't moved one bit when everybody, all anyone can talk about is how poor that Texans defense is and how they could get the Titans got whatever they wanted at will last week. And that's what the Aaron Rodgers and the green Bay Packers are going to do also. Right. Not so fast. Den will be on it. Everybody, your mom, your mom's mom will be on the Packers, but uh, I won't. Yeah, really interesting ones. I know that Kansas City line got hit. That is nine and a half in the contest. And I'm seeing seven and a half. I'm seeing a lot of eights. So that line's definitely been hit a little bit. Um, Man, tough slate. Part of me, call me crazy. Part of me wants to bet Dallas because that line is a pick now, and that's just absolutely hilarious to me that mm-hmm. Dallas's stock is so low that they're a pick against Washington football team. Are you yeah. kidding me? I mean, this is just a year ago that Washington – I mean, it's the same – I mean, I guess minus Dak, but these they have the same weapons. They have even more weapons. they got CD. They've got all kinds of weapons. They've got Elliott, which you know he's not going to fumble twice again. And they were laying, I think, four or five on the road last year. And now you can get them a pick them. That's off crazy. Blowout loss. I mean, is Kyle Allen any better than <laughs> Hopkins from last year? I mean, are they? I mean, who knows? But, yeah, you're right. It might be – it looks like there's going to be a lot of public on Dallas, but it might be, like you said, I mean, uh, how do you not buy this low? This seems absolutely rock bottom, penny stock might have to take the Cowboys there yeah no the penny stock is a great comparison so any last ones we're getting a little long here so we should probably wrap up I feel like we hit quite a few uh, of the interesting games that we're considering yeah, yeah. Uh, we can finish up and uh, you guys don't follow uh, at Fagey Sports on Twitter you guys are crazy every single one we post I mean Tito has Hasn't had too much action, probably because he sucks. If you look at Tito's, we're up 12 or 13 units fading him. If you look at our Faye Dennis, we're up over 20 units fading him. If you look at our own plays, you're up 25 to 30 units plus fading, uh, riding us. I mean, we're just we're just giving out good sharp plays and telling you to fade these dog shit people. But I'm going to give one. I know Matt and I disagree on this one. I'm sorry, but our boy Simon Hunter agrees with us. I'm just going to go Rams here. I think I'm going to sell – the five and one fake bears. They sucked out against the Falcons. They sucked out against the lions. They're just, they barely beat the giants. I just don't, I'm just going to sell them. I'm going to buy the Rams low here after the blowout primetime loss against the Niners. And I think the Rams are prime. McVay is going to have them fired up. 
I can see 10 point plus win for the Rams. Yeah. Uh, I just, I can't get there with Jared Goff. I can't do it. Now I did see that Mac and Akeem Hicks were both held out of practice today. Now they play Monday night, so they're, they're going to have another chance to practice tomorrow. I just can't get there with Jared Goff laying that man against that defensive front. I can't do it. I've seen him too many times. Lombardi talks about this all the time when he gets into a drop back passing game and the Rams can't hand it off, run the ball, throw a play action. It, it's just not pretty. I, don't I agree. Know. All I know is I showed you this text. I asked Den Bears. I know. Ram. He texts me Bears, so I've got to lean that way. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> All right, on that note, we'll figure that one out by Monday night. So for Chris, this is Matthew. We are out of here. Keep an eye on the Twitter. We'll post all the college plays before kickoff, and we'll get our NFL plays sent out to you guys too. Amen. Amen.